Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Wynne Morgan. Hi, Wynne. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Good. And today we chose to speak to an email that a listener sent. And it was very simple, very short. And the listener said that they had just read Elsie Spittle's book. And in that they heard, I'm perfect. And yet for the majority of their life, they saw themselves as flawed and a project. And when and I thought that we would speak to that today and what we have seen for ourselves and what's possible on that topic under the noise. What comes up for you when, when you hear that? You know, two things. The first of all is what you just said about the very final thing you said, what's possible when we look at that under the noise. And to me, I had to see that the noise was my idea that I was a project that I needed fixing, that there was something inherently flawed with me. And underneath the noise is the truth of perfection. And I mean perfectly human as opposed to a perfect someone who never makes mistakes, someone who never gets cross, someone who never does anything that they would in the future with a bit of hindsight wish they'd have done a little bit differently because that's not in the realm of being human in my experience of talking with people and looking at my own life. And what I loved about that email when when we both received it, it was sometime in 2012 when I was starting to learn about what's called the three principles and what Sydney Banks discovered about the truth of who we really are that I didn't get the, that bit of it. I was still thinking there was, I was learning stuff about me that was a reframe, that was I would ignore the noise, I would ignore the self-deprecating, insecure thoughts, and I would just change that into from this story to another story about me or exchange one belief about me to a different, albeit better belief. And it took me, I don't know how much time beyond that for me to realize that everything I think and I believe is noise. And I then got very interested in the truth of who I am before I think of who I am. What I made of before I think of the identity I have about myself, my essence. 
And it, it still astonishes me how blinkered I was and still am very frequently, as in every hour, that the noise, what I believe and what I think still has what, what looks to me like truth, but isn't. But it really doesn't feel like truth because I've seen through it enough for me to notice that it's a veil. And sometimes a really fun veil. A fun veil of how my feeling moment by moment is created. And that I can think I'm an idiot. Sometimes I am. I can think I am awesome. Probably sometimes I am, but I really don't want to think about that either. Because then I'm just thinking about me. And the times that I am awesome, it's kind of good to know that it isn't wind doing that. It's what I'm made of doing that. And it isn't wind being an idiot. It's what we're made of and how we work. Making the veil feel a little bit more real and, and thicker. And I'll get hoodwinked by thought appearing real and me forgetting what I really am made of constantly. And then I'll remember that that is the game of this experience called life in this human form. And seen a little bit about how we work as human beings and about this human form a little bit has helped me notice that I am a perfect human being. I can't be a perfect rhinoceros. I can't be a perfect maple tree. But I can be perfectly human. And I don't have to do anything to be perfectly human. That's my birthright. So that's what initially comes to mind when you ask me that question. You put me on the spot, so guess what's going to happen next? Your turn, Kate. You know, I would say the first thing in reading that email is that the listener didn't say that Elsie said I'm perfect. The listener said, I heard I'm perfect. Um, That's a good spot. Which I think is incredible because that's how our truth will find us at times. Possibly through you know, where it starts with the words of someone else or some other situation. But truth will find us always. And that was not only our listener's truth, but the truth about all of us. I love that. I love that the listener seemed to have caught on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly without them even realizing that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. 
think you've hit on something vital there of the notion that truth gets heard and nice ideas or reframes get they add to the noise but sometimes truth kind of like taps us on the shoulder and said hey look here this is different and there's a feeling in my experience that i've noticed when it's a truth bomb and sometimes it feels like a truth bomb it explodes inside and it's not always pleasant and eventually though it is incredibly or beautiful because the more i've seen about the truth is the notion of me being a project and something that has anything wrong with it that requires fixing all of a sudden that disappears And I remember a conversation with one of my mentors and it was not pleasant for me. And I don't know how pleasant for them either. And I kept coming back, even though I didn't like it. Peculiar. Very peculiar. You'd think that if I didn't like it, I'd stay away. But there was something that kept pulling me back in spite of myself. And if this makes any sense to anybody listening to this, I mean, it's very likely that you can notice that you might have had little nudges of your own in that way. And that can then expand into seeing more and more. I don't know if you can, if you're watching the YouTube video, you'll see it. But behind me on a shelf or two entire shelves full of journals that I've spent hours and hours writing and trying to fix and treating myself as a project to be fixed and looking for answers and asking the questions. And so I think I've, like our listeners, spent a certain amount of time seeing myself as a project. Um, wanting to see something new all the time and oftentimes for me missing the perfection of the present moment because my noise was telling me that there was something more to see or something more to figure out mm. that I was flawed and need to be fixed thing is too it did help you know at, especially at times it really does help for me to write but what I thought was helping me wasn't I found wasn't actually what was doing it it was that I would write and write and write and write all the noise would be on paper yeah. until finally I'd get it all out <laughs> and settle down and then something would occur to me. And I thought it was the writing, but it wasn't. It was because I finally just settled down a bit and my thoughts settled down a bit. But of course my intellect is like, ooh, it's because you're writing. <laughs> you know? So that's my uh, process, right? That's how to find that feeling again. 
I thought it was in the writing. I thought, oh, there's something to figure out right now. I better write. <laughs> because that's where I thought my truth was coming from. I didn't realize that. I just needed to settle down. But that feeling is my default, naturally, without all the writing and the pens and the paper. <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. It made sense to me, you know? I just didn't realize. And how many of us have those things that we turn to in order to settle down and get the feeling of settling down? Not that I'm going to dismiss anything such as writing. I enjoy writing. Yeah. You know, mindfulness as a, as, a, um, as a practice, nothing inherently wrong with it. TFT, tapping. Um, meditating. They're all lovely. Yet, the aim of any of those is to revert to our, you said, default state, our natural default state, when we are not doing the stirring up in our heads or attaching meaning, innocent meaning, to the noise in our heads. All of a sudden, we settle down. And the feeling what it's like when we settle down and we feel more and more expansive in that settle down space. That feeling is what so many of us crave and look for. And that's why we want to do things in order to feel that way. Why I want to fix me so I can feel okay. Why I want to achieve success so I can feel okay about myself. Well, if you just listen to what Kate suggested here is that feeling doesn't come from anywhere. It's what is under the noise. Or one way of saying it, you don't have to do anything to get what you already have. And the wonderful thing that I think in the, the style of what you and I have been creating together over this last 46, 47 episodes, whatever it is now, is potentially the, the invitation to look under the noise for anyone listening. And even if you get under the noise for one and a half seconds, and you feel what it's like for even one and a half seconds, there's a potential different path for life from then having noticed what is possible when we settle down without having to do anything to settle down. I remember, I think this was, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago. I put out a survey and I asked people what feeling would they want more of in their life and what feeling would they want less of in their life. And I think I wrote down about 12 
and then they could add their own as well to each of those feelings of what they'd like more of and what they'd like less of. And it was interesting because the the answer that was more popular and what they want more of wasn't what I expected. Peace of mind was what came back overwhelmingly from, I don't know, 40 odd people. That was the most common answer by far. And to anyone listening, if that's what you'd like, is more peace of mind, more being at peace with who you are, more being at peace with your own humanity, being at peace with your own messiness. Because believe me, human beings aren't neat and tidy. And in a, in a box like a robot or a computer, we're not that way. We're not made that way. We are made as thinking, feeling, meaning, making creatures that have emotions. And then act on emotions and emotions come from something that looks like it's coming from the outside, but is in fact coming from thought in the moment. That's how we're designed. It's no one's fault, not your fault, not my fault, not Kate's fault, no one else's fault. It's just how we are. And if you get a sense of that peace of mind and listening, then that's what, Kate, you were talking about right now, the little nudge of, as our listener said, I heard. Not Elsie wrote. I think it's a nice thing to remember. I was reading something recently that I had actually already read, but for some reason, you know, I heard it more deeply the second time around. And it was talking about how when we're younger, we're, you know, our, our intellect's picking up all of these things about um, anything from learning how to read to, you know, learning how to walk, all the things that we pick up and bring in, learn how to. It was talking about how at the same time that we're learning all that and taking all that in, like very easily our intellects just pick it up and figure it out, right? Figure out what to make of it and how to do it without using too much, you know, brain power essentially. But at the same time that that's happening, we're also picking up all these stories about ourselves and the world and other people around us, but we don't see that as the stories that they are. Mm. It comes in with everything else, mm. becomes part of kind of like our, our programming, essentially, of how we see the world and who we think we are and stories like, I'm flawed. That doesn't feel like, oh, this is just stuff I've picked up along the way. It feels like truth, like this is how we walk. This is how to read. We, we bring it all in the same and make it our reality. And it just becomes part of our, our story, but we don't see it as a story. It feels like truth. Yeah. As true as anything else that we learned. Yeah. 
kind of, and it allows us to navigate our world to a certain extent. I think it's, it helps us to figure out how to deal with people and, and our, whatever our life is at the, at the time. Um, but I feel like we just don't realize that that's all that it is, is the stuff we pick up. Doesn't make it any more true than any other story, but it feels true when we navigate our lives based on feelings like, oh, I'm a project to fix or I'm flawed. And we navigate life from that until we start to see something new and start to see it for the story that it is. That it's simply programming, you know, that we picked up with everything else. Now, I can relate to that. So I'd love your opinion on this and what you've noticed. Because it does feel true, all that nonsense, right? It does feel like my core as opposed to programming a thought I had once that then I kept thinking and then by the time I've thought about it 30 times, it feels like there's got some reality to it or whatever else is going on in that programming. But here's the question then. Earlier on, you said truth finds the way through. How do we identify or differentiate between false truths, which is what you were just talking about, and true truths? How have you noticed the difference? For me, I started to get an understanding of life and how we work as human beings. And I would just notice when those stories would come up. And also when I sent that truth that we're talking about that finds us, it feels completely different yeah truth just feels different and at times it feels so different and so powerful i just cry i'm like oh yeah that's it you know and it's not it doesn't always have to be like that it's not you know always this like spontaneous tears but but it comes with a feeling of truth and every single person no matter what noise we have going on even if we ignore it completely we know what truth feels like Mm -hmm. we always have we don't have to follow it listen to it make decisions based on it we don't have to do any of that we have all that freedom but every single person knows what truth feels like I have a suspicion that anything that makes us feel bad about ourselves, even if it feels true, cannot possibly be so. And personally, I just had to take a look at that as objectively as I possibly can, given the fact that objective viewing of oneself isn't the easiest thing to do. And just look at human beings and everyone else I was interacting with and saw their humanity and saw them perfect at the same time. Saw them as not something to fix, even if I didn't like everything that they did. 
and then compared that to the story I made up about myself that I thought that at my core, I was the one. I remember writing on a flip chart with um, actually someone who listens to this. And at the beginning of our three days together, her and I working one-to-one, the flip chart by the lunchtime of day one of three, it had one over, so one at the top of the fraction, and then the number below the fraction, the, the denominator, I think I got that right, was seven, nine, 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 lots of nines, because it was 7.9 billion. And the likelihood of her being correct in her thinking of herself was a one in effectively 8 billion that she was right. Odds aren't great. And what was striking for me in looking at that flip chart too was I do that. I think I'm the broken one and then there's 8 billion others who are fine. The odds of me being right are really slim. And I talk to more and more people and they think that they're the one out of the 8 billion. And it's just interesting to me that there's clearly nothing in that that's true other than the fact that we think we're different. And it's not uncommon for some of us to think that we're a project and some of us to think that there's something to fix. But objectively and rationally, it just doesn't stack up. And at the same time, the feeling of the calmness of the truth of who I am and the feeling that can sometimes bring such a relief to me in the way that you were describing a few minutes ago, it's totally different from the feeling of insecurity. Totally different from the feeling that I need to be fixed. Both can feel like they are true, and yet, given the noise that one of them has, it's the one to get more and more suspicious of. In my experience, that's what helped me, certainly in the last decade, start to see a little bit. That's taken a whole heap of thinking about me and my insecurity off the table. It's been huge for me. I think you're right in that. But if it feels bad, it's not the truth that we're talking about. Hmm. There is no judgment in truth. (laughs) Yeah, that's it said simpler. That's it. There is no judgment in truth. They can't be, can they? Simple and uncomplicated. And the intellect has no idea what to do with it. That's perfect. Well, that was a nice holiday-style bow to put on this episode, Kate. Thank you. It was gorgeous. And thanks to you for listening. You've been listening to Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. If you've got any questions or topics that you'd like us to explore in the same way as we've just done, then please get in touch with us. Our verbal contact details are coming at the end. And also you can find them in the information that goes along with wherever you've either heard this podcast or, or seen it on YouTube. Have a great week, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. 
If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.